Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Andy. And before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to let you know about RebateJet.com. What is RebateJet? Well, it's a piece of software that I created that will help Amazon sellers get their products noticed. You can launch with promo codes, rebates. Not only that, but you can list your product for free on the RebateJet third-party marketplace. You don't pay a single penny unless you make a sale. And when you do, it's only a $1 flat fee per product. Try it today, RebateJet.com. Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. You know, uh, you just mentioned about indexing, and I think that's one of the very important things that we pay attention to. So we we do a pretty thorough job of uh, keyword research um, when we're you know researching keywords to put into our titles, bullet points, backend. The backend is the one that kind of gets ignored because you know you yeah there's a tendency to think okay I've I've mentioned everything on my listing like what else can I put and then ends up uh, having a bunch of random words that are maybe you know they're not making sense right so they're not uh, they're maybe not as uh, important to to the success of the product as it, they could be so I think the strategy of um, indexing for as many keywords as possible in the back end uh, begins with um, you know, making sure that you have, uh, so this is a, a technique that I picked up from Stephen Pope and he really talks about it in, in depth in, in a lot of places, but his strategy involves, um, you know, making sure that the maximum number of permutation and combination of keywords happens early on. And then once those keywords kind of become sticky with more conversions, uh, then you can kind of rotate them out and have more keywords go into the back, right? So that's like a whole process. And I'm sure you guys can find his, um, you know, his video, uh, his, yeah, he's got some three or four videos on, on that. So you can look it up, but th that's what we've been testing and, and we've seen good results with that. So I think um, the, uh, I mean, I, I personally do not have any, um, I don't need to kind of do uh, any other ranking strategy outside uh, of Amazon other than maybe just encouraging uh, external traffic uh, to kind of get those uh, initial kind of um, get the organic kind of listing up. I think, Amy, you're better at that, right? Your, your whole world is about, you know, finding out which keywords can we rank for, like finding those gems early on. I think uh, that's, uh, something that you're pretty good at but yeah in, in our case we try to make sure that uh, we're we're including as many keywords as possible making sure misspellings uh, spanish words uh, using the back end of our um, a plus images and so on all of those are good places to kind of uh, stuff keywords that you will then start to rank for uh, over time love it cool and then um yeah, I agree. Organic, it's really important to have that amazing SEO foundation. So um, what about seasonality, right? We're in Q4. We're in this situation now where we need to be thinking about seasonality for our targets, bidding and budgets. Did you want to say anything about what people should be considering for seasonality? Yeah, I think uh, so. One of the things that um, really stands out every single time this period of time, come, this Q4 comes around, we look at the data and it says so much about whether or not your, you know, your products are going to convert, you know, or, or not. So basically what we see in the data is giftables versus non-giftables. There's such a big difference between 
um, how these two perform during this time of year. So if you have any kind of product that is not a giftable or not something that someone's likely to buy on a Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or even the holidays, then you know the recommendation that we give out to our our um, you know our audience is to kind of protect yourself, like because this is the time when your CPCs are going to be extremely high. And so you don't want to get caught in that mad holiday rush of people just clicking around. The click-through rates are crazy, by the, by the way, right now. It's like going through the roof, conversions are down, click-through rate is up. Probably they're just stocking up and making just, uh, you know, making lists or adding uh, products to their um, to their basket and so on, but not buying yet, right? Waiting for, for Black Friday to, uh, to come around. But you know, by and large, this time of year is going to be more expensive because people are in the mode of shopping, in the mood for shopping and in the mode for shopping. So if you don't have a giftable, protect yourself. We are actually, I just went to yesterday, I went and download, uh, in, decreased all of our budgets to $9 uh, for any product that was not a giftable, which we know is not gonna convert. It has a history of not converting during Q4. Why would we waste money? Amazon's recommendation at this time of year is always the same. It's increase your bids, increase your budgets, but it's not going to make sense to, uh, you know, to most people, uh, right? So definitely protect yourself if you're in that category. If you are a giftable though, you've got to be smart about, you know, showing up having, you know, um, visibility. So making sure that you have coupons running, you have some sort of deals running, because these are what will help you uh, get visibility um, and um, yeah, don't miss the traffic. <laughs> it's, it's, it's for you to take at this point. Yeah, reader, that's a great point. Um, you know, one of the things that I've told people for many, many years now, and it continues to be true is, you know, especially right now, like this week before Black Friday and Cyber Monday is like you said, everybody's window shopping, right? So right now you're really, you know, and I've heard of tons of people, like you said, Amazon will be these things like raise your bids, you know, get the most sales and all that. But honestly, in terms of return on investment, it's, it's probably going to be negative. Um, so that's great advice. Um, the other thing that, um, you know, I would love people to know, and I've said this many times before as well is, you know, if you're ever budgeting out, right. And, and you have a, and, and you have a target that's converting, but not converting well in terms of ROI, right. Then the, the fix for that, the easy fix for that is to start scaling the bids back and raising the budget, right. Until you, until you get to the sweet spot where you're, but not budgeting out and that's a net positive in terms of return on investment. So just a few things like that, especially going into Q4, those are uh, you know a couple of uh, points to really really think about. On that same note, what are some of, some other big roadblocks for Amazon sellers to get to profit profitability when it comes with uh, you know dealing with uh, ads and PPC? Yeah, so I think um, you know in terms of roadblocks. Um, I think just knowing uh, that it is a very competitive uh, space and also this is a very competitive time when I think the big guys have all the budgets to spend and it's, it's not going to be for everybody, right? If we're talking specifically about uh, Q4 and Black Friday and the holidays, um, I think that, you know, knowing that these are 
you know, th these are just games that uh, uh, the big boys can play and it's not for everybody. Just being cognizant of that is important. Uh, there's one strategy though I just like to mention, uh, which is remarketing and retargeting. So there's, there's two, but uh, Amazon kind of combines them into the same bucket and they just call them uh, remarketing. And, and I just want to mention that, you know, you have the ability to reach back to people who um, have some sort of brand loyalty. Like if you've sold anything for let's say a year, you probably have enough people that you can re remarket to, right? So um, using certain ad types like the sponsored display, um, uh, purchase remarketing, that is one of the greatest ways to kind of get them back because they are nine times more likely to, to buy from you if they have purchased in the past. That's just one uh, tip I want to kind of uh, throw out there. Um, the other one is um, retargeting. Retargeting is basically about, you know, getting people uh, who have maybe not completed their, their order, they've maybe just abandoned cart or whatever, and you want to just get them back. Uh, th there is ways to do that also through sponsored display, right? You can do um, uh, retargeting, uh, even though they call it uh, something else, they call it views remarketing. You can get them back. The only caveat is for views remarketing, I would recommend like a short window um, I think go for the seven day window if possible. And for purchases remarketing, go for the long window, the 365 days. Cause it's, it's cool that Amazon allowed that. I mean, it was, uh, it was, it used to be there, then they took it away and then they brought it back, but slowly. So 365 day back, look back windows are amazing to get all the people who purchased from you in the past to come, come back to you. And this is the best time to kind of do that. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I answered your question about roadblocks. Uh, CPCs are rising, <laughs> competition is rising. Uh, there's also like uh, so many lookalikes. Like, I mean, I can search on anything on Amazon and find a whole page full of stuff that is just the same. I mean, they look the same. They're almost in the same price range. How does one pick, right? And uh, it's very hard. To, so I think, how do you differentiate your product uh, from others? That's the other whole thing, which is not anything to do with PPC, but I think it's important because, um, you know, even with PPC, you're showing up on, on top of, uh, of, the, of the search results page, but you're competing with very similar looking items and maybe items that are perhaps cheaper than yours, maybe better, maybe have thousands of fake reviews, <laughs> but, you know, that's the reality of, uh, of Amazon. Yeah, and it, it's interesting too because I feel like Amazon's trying to push back right now on the creep to Amazon becoming more like eBay, right? People kind of uh, abandon eBay because they didn't trust the purchase, they didn't trust the quality, the sellers, etc. And I feel like you know, I as much of a pain as it is because Amazon these days will flag listings and do all kinds of crazy things. Um, which are frustrating, but I think what they're trying to do is to try to boot off some of these non-professional sellers and these kind of like scam artists or people who are just literally copying, like you said, the same product that's already been, been done a hundred times. They don't want that. I mean, the, the price, the competitiveness is already there. So it's not really giving anybody a benefit. Uh, you know, it's not giving the shopper a benefit because there's already so many options. So at that point, you know, Amazon's kind of like, 
you know, now, now we're, why are we showing these, you know, thousands or, you know, it's the first pages where people are going to purchase. So um, I have noticed with the algorithm though, as well, is they are now starting to pare down result pages, right? I mean, there might be a hundred thousand, you know, uh, dual insulated cups on Amazon, but when you search now, it's like two to 3000 uh, or, you know, a, a much shorter, a much smaller number, because I think they're starting to realize like, we don't need to show that many pages of results, um, you know, all it's going to do is get, get people like Walmart to steal our data. So it's, it's a interesting kind of what they're working with. Um, one of the things that's not really new anymore, but it's still new in terms of the, the PPC kind of lifespan is video ads. And I still see so many sellers not utilizing video ads and it's still one of the best performing if done correctly. Uh, do you have so many, you know, a couple of tips maybe for people who have not done video ads yet, how they can get into the game and, and kind of best, best practices for video ads? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think video ads have uh, a very high click-through rate compared to any of the other ad types. They have a 6x click-through rate at minimum, right? Um, and so that just gives you a lot of advantage over all the other ad types because it stands out. It, you know, there's like a engaging, uh, moving, uh, you know, visual there that is so eye-catching. Um, I think that, you know, you're right. I mean, not too many people are doing video ads. And, you know, when I ask people, are you doing video ads? They will say yes. And if I ask them how many are you running, they might say something like one or two. Uh, which is kind of you know interesting to me because if you're running like 30 or 40 sponsored product keyword-based ads, why aren't you running 30 or 40 video ads that are using the exact same keywords? You can just replicate whatever you're doing on the sponsored product side of things into video, including product targeting and category targeting. So um, that's, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's underutilized and it's also your opportunity because if others aren't doing it, then, then you can. Uh, maybe what throws people off is the minimum uh, CPC, which is 25 cents. I think that's the, the floor that people kind of get intimidated by. And I think one of the tips I have is, um, you know, try with exact match and phrase match instead of broad, because broad on, um, you know, the sponsored brand side of things is very different from broad on sponsored products, right? The, the matching is a, a little, bit, little bit more broad on the sponsored brand side of things. Um, and so what I've been doing is I've been using broad match modifiers and that's one way you can kind of get cleaner data. So uh, try to have broad match modifier instead of broad match, uh, try to have more exact matches and more phrase matches. But with this, I think you can get easily get uh, closer to the number of uh, campaigns that you're running on the sponsored product side of things on the video ad side. You just need one asset and you can just replicate those ads. Uh, it doesn't need to be, you know, you, you don't need to spend a lot of money on it. Um, in terms of what these video ads uh, need to look like, I don't think there's um, any clear, um, you know, consensus on, you know, just run this type of ad or that type of ad. There's you know, pan and zoom type of ads that do quite well. There is um, very um, high-end kind of videography-based video ads that are also doing well. And then there's animation style video ads that can cost a little bit, but they're, uh, they can be pretty effective when, especially when your product, uh, there's certain aspects of your product that cannot be shown through 2D or through a, a video. Like for example, if you wanna show that you're, you're selling masks and there's like six layers in your mask, 
maybe a, an animation style might help to illustrate that point better than just a 2D or just saying it in words, right? So I think with those three styles, you can pick and choose, but uh, we've we, we've been testing and I think all three ad types are doing equally well. Um, what you combine it with, like in terms of keywords or targeting, uh, actually is what makes or breaks uh, a video ad, but definitely go for it because uh, 4X the real estate, there's no other ad type that gives you so much room uh, on page one. Yeah, absolutely. And what people don't realize, and, and I think uh, Amy and I have mentioned this before is Canva now has like built-in video editing. And like you were saying, if you're just doing like, you know, a word like the text kind of zooms in and the and you can have a picture of the product and kind of do a little explainer video on your own, the barrier to entry now is really, really low. And, you know, the other thing is, is to just do a search for some of your keywords. And if you're not seeing video ads, then there's a huge opportunity, which I, I do quite frequently. And there's still a lot of people who are not, you know, it, it, and what's funny is it, it's, uh, you know, usually the big brands are the ones who don't jump into this stuff early, but I feel like the most video ads I'm seeing are for bigger brands. And the opportunity though, is for the little brands because, you know, that's where they actually might be able to compete on that real estate. So that's interesting. Um, the other thing that I, 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 I love that you mentioned is, you know, is to go, you know, a little tighter on your targeting. The other thing that's really cool with video ads is using a system like Canva where, you know, you can make edits fairly easily. You can do like five or 10 different variations where you're not changing a whole lot, but maybe it's just like the background color or, and you would be really, really surprised how certain colors, certain fonts, certain picture sizes, the way it's laid out can make a huge difference visually for people who click and then convert. Um, a lot of people don't think of that. So if you took a, a basic, you know, template of an ad you make, and then you change the background color to five different colors, and you, you know, maybe make the image on the top right on one, and maybe in the top left on the other, things like that, little changes, you can then go out, deploy those and test them and see which one, one is going to, after a while, going to going to be the clear winner, and then you can dedicate more of your resources uh, to that ad. So, so some great things that you can do there with video ads. Um we were talking, uh, it actually goes great into my next question. You're just talking about match types for people who are maybe not super experienced in Amazon PPC. Um, can you maybe explain the different kinds of match types and how you see them working the most effective in terms of, you know, maybe stage of a product or launch or, you know, just kind of, uh, success with match types. Yeah, sure. Um, so the way we, uh, you know, at PPC Ninja, we have a system where we, um, do our keyword research and then kind of sort the entire list descending by popularity. So, um, so the most popular would be in terms of, let's say, um, keywords that have made it to brand analytics and they're in the top uh, 50,000 to 100,000 search frequency rank, uh, followed by Helium 10 or Merchant Words or Jungle Scout, whatever your you know, tool of choice is, um, you know, sorting them descending um, in this long list. And then, and I do this in Google Sheets, by the way, so it's very easy to insert checklists or check boxes, and then just go check, 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 check. And so my, my um, strategy is to first kind of get exact matches in. So that's my very first pick. Like I will make sure that uh, the popular keywords are going to be covered by my exact match campaigns. The next I go to broad matches. I will try to collapse my broad matches into as few as possible so that I don't create data spread. For example, if I have Bluetooth headphones and I have another keyword Bluetooth headphones for 
something or Bluetooth, um, green Bluetooth headphones or whatever. I'm gonna try and minimize the broad match keywords to just the, the core keywords so that I do not spread my data. And I want those core keywords to get as much um, momentum as possible so that then Amazon will start to recognize them indirectly as you know the right keywords uh, to show, right? So that would be my next uh, kind of phase. And I go check, 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 uh, collapse, collapse as much as possible. Now I might make some exceptions to that rule when I really want to make sure that a word uh, that is very specific and it talks to a specific intent is covered in broad match. So to give you an example, if I did uh, Bluetooth headphones for Mac. Now Mac is an important word and I want to make sure that I capture all the intent that includes that, that word in it. Um, so I will include that as a broad match um, keyword. And then once I'm done with my broad matches, then I go to my phrase match column and I look for any opportunities for, you know, words that are likely to be used together. Um, and then I identify those and I, I check those off and then make sure that they're, you know, present because they're not, I'm not, I'm not bothered with the order. I need to make sure that they're in the exact same order. Um, so that's kind of how I do my uh, research and I make sure that, um, you know, my campaign sizes are small enough. I don't add more than 20 keywords per, uh, per campaign. And that's just to make sure that the budget is um, distributed um, evenly, even though, you know, uh, you can't really direct that. Most of the times Amazon is going to give the early data points a lot more preference. Um, but by and large, you know, you want to make sure that your campaign sizes are small. Um, if you have like 500 keywords, which no one, I believe no one in this day and age does, <laughs> but there's some people out there that will put a lot of keywords into a campaign. Um, a what we see is that a majority of those keywords will not get any impressions and um, they will simply just stay there, uh, ignored, uh, completely starved of uh, any attention. Uh, and only a few, a handful of the few that did get any kind of movement at the beginning will get exponentially more and more impressions, right? So you want to make sure that your campaign sizes are small. You want to split them out by match type. You don't want to mix a broad match with an exact match because broad match will move faster than your exact match and take uh, up your budget. So that's kind of how I you know, design my campaigns. Uh, now, one more thing I want to add there is with the broad match modifier. I actually use broad match mod modifiers across the board, um, even though I know that the you know sponsored products uh, tend to have um, a lot more uh, you know a cleaner match when it comes to broad matches. I still do the broad match modifier there as well. Yeah, I love, and a lot of people are you know aren't even familiar with with the broad match modifier. And like you said, in terms of like Bluetooth headphone, right? In that phrase, you know, Bluetooth is less important than headphones, right? Because somebody can buy one headphones when they search headphones, you know, they may not be looking for Bluetooth, but nowadays majority of people who have, who have devices had Bluetooth built in. So that would be a modifier that you'd probably want to include in your broad match, right? So the plus um, uh, headphones and then so Bluetooth plus, he plus headphones, if people don't really know, you know, what we're talking about in terms of modifiers. So that's, that's some great, uh, tips. Actually, one of my best performing keywords of all time is a broad mat uh, match modifier. Um, you know, and I've been doing this since 2012. So the other day I like pulled up my accounts, you know, and sorted by, 
uh, you know, sales and spend and all that kind of fun stuff. And I just kind of went in just to, just for fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so that was an interesting thing to look at. So definitely, uh, if you don't know what those are, make sure that you're, um, you know, make sure you're diving into those. Um, a few quick things here, um, as we wrap up is, um, you know, you always hear this one and it's like, oh, I'm already on page one. Should I turn off my PPC? And, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned in the beginning how organic, uh, you know, rank is getting pushed further and further down. Um, you know, what, wh what's your uh, response to that? Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't turn off PPC. That's, uh, even, even if I'm ranking number one, um, if I see two of my products showing there, one as an ad and one as an organic listing, I would rather take that. It's more real estate on the, on page one. It's, it's less, um, you know, chance for someone else to kind of get in and steal my sale, I would rather play defensive than, uh, you know, be, um, you know, more short term about my approach, I would I would look at it as the only way to kind of stay there, um, you know, long term. And um, for that reason, I, I would never cut back on my PVC, even if um, I'm already showing up on page one, position one, because that can change anytime, you know, that can change if you if you lose it, then, uh, there's people who are paying uh, up to 900% of the of what you're paying through a uh, placement modifier, right? Anyone can get into the first spot if they have a modifier run, running. Um, so that would that would just mean you have one less spot on page one. So I, I wouldn't do that. Yep, absolutely. And <clears throat> the other thing, you know, the analogy I always like to use is like, you know, I'd be like being in a store and, and being like, oh, I got the end cap. So I'm going to go take my products out of the, you know, my, my, uh, my, wa my laundry detergents on the end cap. So I'm going to go take it out of the, the aisle where, you know, where it shows, shows up, you know, there because, oh, I've got the, I've already got the prevalence of that end cap, right? It's like, no, you wouldn't do that. You want your product to appear as many times as possible be in front of the customer as many times as possible in order to get as many conversions as possible, right? And the more times people see your product, the more likely they are to convert, just like hearing a brand name, right? It's the same kind of thing visually. If you see the same product multiple times on that page, for some reason, you'd be like, oh, did I look at that one? Is that the one that I thought I wanted? You know, it's just more chance for you to convert. So um, I absolutely agree with that. We get to the this the another favorite part of the episode where we love to ask our guests, you know, what they're currently into right now in terms of books, podcasts, personal development, motivational materials, kind of anything that you're into right now or anything that's really affected uh, your growth either on Amazon or you know in the software or your own business, uh, et cetera. We would love to hear if you have any tips there. Oh yeah, sure. So I love um, listening to this um, business podcast called Business Lunch. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's by Roland Frazier. And I just love all the strategies that he talks about uh, with, you know, things like buying businesses with zero down or, uh, you know, how to kind of structure your day, things like that. So I, I'm really into listening to that podcast, um, you know, you know, driving around. <laughs> I've got, you know, important, um, you know, you know, tips coming in, you know, from this podcast. So I think one of the things that um, I learned recently is, um, you know, again, from this podcast, uh, which is, you know, uh, making sure that I structure my day um, in, a, in a way that um, is kind of uh, meaningful. I, I start my day with uh, a list, with a to-do list, which is kind of one of the simplest things to do, I guess. You sit down and write, you know, what you want to do uh, during the day. But I'm trying to uh, organize those 
you know, to do is into like these quadrants, uh, the urgency and the, the urgent and the important quadrants, just to, to make sure that I know where the priorities lie, because it's so easy to kind of skip that and kind of just go with the flow, just go with whatever comes to you. And I think social media has kind of trained us into being very kind of reactive to whatever is thrown at us. And so I would, I would rather kind of just be very intentional about what I pick up. Um, and it's also going to help me to shut off social media um, to, to a certain extent. Like I, I kind of tell myself, okay, I've listened to all the, you know, all, all, I've seen all the posts, I've seen all the little videos. I don't need to be scrolling endlessly. I need to stop, right? So I think putting everything into priority uh, and also kind of uh, saying no to a lot more things than uh, than yes is what can help uh, and is is helping me kind of stay focused um, throughout the day and accomplish a lot more. Yeah, I love that advice. I, I keep telling people I've taken about six months off of business books because I've read so wow. many. And, uh, you know, at, at some point you have to kind of decide, you know, there's so many different books, different ways of doing things, whether it's business, you know, accounting uh, systems, all these different things. I've read so many. And and I think I've gotten to the point now where it's like, okay, I, spending more time on that's probably not going to help me, right? Because I've got the basis. I've got kind of that more down. So now it's like, okay, what's next? And, you know, that's where it's more like personal development, um, you know, uh, strategic, you know, long-term planning, trying to be blue ocean on whatever you're doing. Um, so I think that's great advice. Absolutely. All right. Here's the other time uh, that we give to you to let people know where they can get a hold of you. Uh, you know, if you're doing anything new, what you have coming up, anything you want to let people know about, please let them uh, know about that right yeah, now absolutely. <laughs> um yeah so uh you can follow me on linkedin i kind of post a lot there um so it's just my full name read java on linkedin um and then coming up in january is our 25th mastermind so if anybody's interested um there's a few criteria that you need to clear uh and then you know it's on our website so if you go to ppcninja.com and look for bbc mastermind you will be able to get details about that it is a free mastermind program it's four weeks uh long um and so that was one and then the other thing is we're also kind of um opening up our software to agencies because it's got a, a lot of cool agency features and so if there's any agencies out there no matter how big or small uh we're actually giving uh, a pretty good kind of uh cash back discount of 500 500 um paid over like five months um so if, if anybody's uh an agency out there and interested in you know evaluating our software we also have a you know, 14 day free trial. So please go ahead and uh, sign up and um, let us know if you have any questions. Uh, we can uh, handle your questions at support at bpcninja.com. So yeah, uh, with that, uh, I guess uh, back to you. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Ritu. It was really great to meet you. Great to have you on today. And uh, if anybody has any questions, uh, make sure you join us live every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific time, sellaroundtable.com forward slash live. That's when you actually get into the, to be in the Zoom meeting with us. We don't charge you anything. And we stop the live, we stop the recording, and then we answer questions if you jump into the meeting. So make sure you do that. If you haven't yet done so as well, please rate, review, subscribe, share this podcast with someone you know who might find it useful. We really, really appreciate you guys. For the people on the live stream, if you still have a chance, please go vote for uh, the Seller Roundtable podcast at sellerpoll.com. I think we were last in second place. I would love to, 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 to eke out a win. If, if you guys feel like you got value from us, we'd really, really appreciate that, guys. And that is all for the Seller Roundtable. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you. 
Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.